Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women. And once we drink these beers, they are gone. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we are the Drunk Guys, and this week we're reading The Eye of Argon by Jim Tice. And I'm starting with a beer. So this is a... Well, I'll let Nate explain the story of the, of the book again, since it was his punishment book for Christmas. But it's a wannabe fantasy novel, and you can imagine that it takes place perhaps in middling Earth. <laughs> <laughs> this is middling Earth, an extra special bitter from KCBC in Brooklyn, New York, and it is a little a wee. It's like hobbit size, four point eight percent alcohol, and it is so thin. It's like. It's like water beer. It's weird. Middling. It's aquafrious form has rendered my palate unsuitable for tasting anything else. Ineffable. Uneffable. The ridiculous word missing from this book was jahoobies. (laughs) (laughs) This is fine. I don't like ESBs, but this is a good one. I gotta give KCBC credit. They do a nice mix of actual, of like just fuck you, here are all the hops, IPAs, and ridiculous stouts. And they also do other things because I think... They started as a group of brewers, and uh, you know, if you're a real brewer, you like to you know experiment with the process and learn different styles. So, you know, some people are kind of tired of just making New England IPAs every day. So it's good for them to do a little mix. So, Nate, tell us about this because you you gave it, to, gave it to us for Christmas. So we on the podcast have a tradition where every Christmas we give each other bad books. We tr- we work to find the worst books we can find. And give give them to each other for Christmas. So this was, after some Googling, as like, you know, worst book ever written or worst book on Amazon. I forget what it was. And this this came up on a Wikipedia, art, Wikipedia article as just an example of ridiculous, what they call purple prose, hmm. just over-the-top flowery language. And also, so this was published, this was written by a teenager and published in a fan magazine in the 1970s. Very clearly written by a teenager. Very definitely, yeah. And he may never have gotten laid, ever. <laughs> so much as he wanted it. But, uh, yeah, so it is known, it was, according to Wikipedia, there was a party game where people would try and read this out loud without laughing. And I imagine that was a very difficult game to win. Because it, it, it was ridiculous. The authors who played that game aren't particularly famous. Like I've never heard of either of them. Thomas and Scortia or Scorcia and Chelsea Quinn Yarbo. Never heard of either of those sci fi fantasy art, art authors. But they mocked this poor boy in <laughs> his shitty novel. Not to his face, but Yeah. Though it is not it, okay, it's not a complete novel because it's just not very long. It's like 70 pages. And the ending if was that. lost. But what, we'll they lose, the did end. they lose two pages? They lost three paragraphs. It was the last three. page of the stapled together, you know, mimeographed fanzine that has yeah. just fallen off. It's really the bottom rung of life. <laughs> <laughs> so it starts off with the main character, Grigner. <laughs> In my head. Is that how you were pronouncing it? I was calling him Grinder the whole <laughs> book. He could be French. It could be Grignor. I was like, half probably French, not. half <laughs> Norse god. Grignor. Well, he is uh, the biggest, strongest man in the world. And also, He's a barbarian. Like, clearly, the kid who wrote this had red hair um, because he <laughs> made Grignor have. Constant references to his red hair, and he probably got made fun of it for his whole life. And said, "What if I made a cool giant version of myself that fucks?" Because I don't. <laughs> and he's uh yeah he's he's basically uh, Conan, Conan the barbarian, the barbarian. But, but far less uh, verbose. <laughs> yeah, super articulate Conan. <laughs> Forsooth, it is good to know a woman's pleasure. <laughs> Dumb shit, Conan said. What was the line? Like, to see your enemies driven before you and hear the lamentations of their women. Yeah, that is that mm-hmm. is the line. <laughs> but that makes more sense than anything in this book. Because So the first scene, Grignur just <laughs> is just w- w- walking along and some guards attack him and he absolutely like 
fights back and just completely murders them. Just he like you know, them with his crimson be- death axe. They say the word crimson this, I think, at least every uh, every three words. Well, his other favorite word was Stygian. A lot of Stygian. Yeah. Well, clearly, he had an English teacher that was like, you need to add lots of details to your writing. Crimson is a detail. (laughs) No, but there's no, I don't think, any example of just a noun by itself. Every noun gets at least one maybe five adjectives <laughs> and yeah. he was working the thesaurus real hard and not checking that he used those words correctly and also a, a crippling amount of uh just straight typos and also a lot of like just the wrong word being used well yeah it's a kid trying to yeah. write more impressively than he can so he's looked up a bunch of words and he's you know instead of saying you know he blushed. He's gonna. His face was rendered vermil a vermilion hue. It's like okay, that's maybe that's. I, it's just like I have a lot of notes in this that I took. I just copied it down and I wrote what? There were a couple of words that aren't even real words. Like it's, his, he just made no, up. I kept like hitting the button, like look up. <laughs> yes, and it was like we're not found. We're not found. We're not found. I was like. Was that what word was that supposed to be? This this is his first line in the book, like the first dialogue that Grigner says after the soldier talks it to him. He says, "Only after you have kissed the fleeting stead of death, wretch." I'm assuming he meant steed. So that one I can give him. Like, okay, that was just a typo. But there are some. There was not spell check at the time. No, but also. A priceless gleaming stone capable of domineering the wealth of conquering empires. What? <laughs> the fuck yes. does that mean? He also, also spelled the word blood. B-L-L-O-D. Yeah. Several times. Blood. <laughs> anyway, which brings me to my beer. This is called Behold True Sorrow by Big Alice. Because that's a phrase that would show up in this book. Yeah. It doesn't, but, you know, it's that over the top. This is a Schwartz beer, which means black, and it is 5% alcohol, although the writing is black on dark gray, so it is very difficult to read. It's very Schwartz. There you go. Huh. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I said a lot of times reading this book. Huh. Yes, <laughs> and it okay. This beer is definitely they used a dark malt because obviously you would in a Schwartz beer because it it is basically is a burnt taste. Yeah, a little bit though. I would call it more caramelly than than burnt, but it's still like kind of thin. So it's kind of a thin beer. Yeah, they're they're really dark, but they're they have the like the body of like a Bud Light. It's very confusing. It is. Much like half of the sentences in this book, like, (laughs) Uh, I I wrote this one down, pulling her towards him and crushing her sagging nipples to his yearning chest. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. She doesn't sound very hot, dude. Or crushing prudence to the sword. He plowed into the soldier at his left arm, taking hold of his sword. What? (laughs) The fight scenes are really hard to follow because they don't make any sense. They're also really short. That's because he's not good at this. No. You know, but I'll, I'll, give him, I'll give him credit. I the like... writing quality is not great, but the story quality is not much worse than a lot of fantasy. That's how I felt <laughs> at the end. I was like, this was not written well, but it's not actually that much worse. This is like than... someone's rough draft. They'll it, fix it later. Have you ever read any other forgotten sci-fi short story from 1970? They're all pretty terrible. Yeah. In fact, all the, most of them, just, even the remembered ones, like, like Ray Bradbury wrote that. Like, yeah, it's, 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 doesn't, it's not good. It's not a, good. And a lot of like fantasy is just horny dudes. You know, it's, it's like three quarters of this book, and I say book lightly, three quarters of the book or so before a woman with clothes is in it. <laughs> I like this line when he goes into the bar at some point in, in chapter two. 
Uh, yeah, immediately. Not to, be, not to be confused with chapter. So chapter two and a one. Half, wait, hold on. Chapter one. He has the fight with the guards, and then immediately he gets to the town, and he immediately goes to the tavern. Well, with first the he winches. descends down a dismal alley, Nate. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> he gets to the tavern with the winches. Beaten tavern. What does that even mean? I also like that he was reeking of foul odors. Like that's. It must have been really stinky. Just, just you just reek. Like you don't need to specify of what. Like, you don't reek of good stuff. Like, this is where it's clear he was using a thesaurus. Because a thesaurus will tell you, especially one in 1969, you know, smells, like the, you know, whatever the verb is, like, transitive or whatever <laughs> verb. And then it'll be, smells, stinks, reeks. And you don't, you don't know that there's connotations to those words unless you then look them up. So he was clearly just finding and replacing the words he did know with words that he thought sounded cool. But he says, tables were clustered with groups of drunken thieves and cutthroats tossing dice or making love to willing <laughs> prostitutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wrote that one down like, oh, willing prostitutes. Okay. <laughs> this is a kid who heard of prostitutes in a, in a letter once. <laughs> <laughs> so Grigner goes over to the... You can pay for that? Hottest <laughs> prostitute. I'd love to make love to a willing woman and not my not my pillow again. <laughs> and goes over to the pro- hottest prostitute and it's just like... Uh, she's an amorous female. <laughs> 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 He's like the fucking guys on, um, on like YouTube now who try and teach you how to like uh, coerce women into banging you and just calls them females so all the time. Pickup artists? Yeah. He's like the new negger guys. <laughs> Ooh, dude, careful. Uh, it looks a soft <laughs> R. <laughs> that's their word. <laughs> you don't talk, because Jimmy yeah. taught us that word. Yeah. Well, no, that, that's one of their myriad techniques. Myriad is not a word he could put in this, because he couldn't figure out how to use it. <laughs> myriad is an annoying word to use, though. <laughs> yeah. I remember that being like a high school vocabulary test. I'm like, I fucking have myriad confusion right now. And she's like, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> when in Rome, <laughs> so yeah, uh, everybody thou talks. hast need to occupy occupy your time, barbarian. If question, and then he put the comma outside the quotation marks instead of inside. But anyway, barbarian questioned the female and put a question mark at the end of the sentence. Like, <laughs> like, like hold well, on. now I don't know if she asked. You put it. the question mark inside the quote and then period the okay. Only if something worth offering was within my reach. <laughs> Stated Krigner as his hand crept to embrace the tempting female who welcomed them with open willingness. This kid is so horny. He's so horny. He it's was so 16. Weird. Can you blame I know. him? I don't blame him at all, but it's like, it's like seeping into this word. Like I, could, I can hear the cum on the pages. He was 16. There was no internet porn. Can he you had imagine? to write this and he jacked it to it. Ja- have, basically, it was, the only thing better was a Playboy, which wasn't much better. Than better this. than this, ridiculous. <laughs> this is this is the one with her. She's the one with the sagging nipples. And Maybe then after, he, and then that. he caressed her firm, protruding bus. Yeah. So how were they firm and sagging? That was my question. No, no, no. Just the nipples were sagging. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> They're chewed up, but the rest is is holding on. Still pert. Just like a bunch of old Twizzlers on the on the <laughs> the, the top of a Jello mold. <laughs> You know, and like then when after you, they bang, he says, "You make love well, wench." <laughs> <laughs> that's that's textbook barbarian speak, though. Like pirates, barbarians. They all they all talk. Novel, like, they're all wenches. Uh, they, they all talk like uh, guys in a bad D and D session. I'm, Even when you finally find her name, find out her name later. He's she's still referred to as the wench in the descriptions. It's not even the barbarian talking. She's still referred to as just the wench. Yeah, and she's the one who is wearing clothes, though for the first records of the book, she is not wearing clothes. She's wearing just like a fantasy, you know, nerd outfit, like stocking, uh, not stocking, uh, sandals that come up to her knee somehow and a G-string. Yeah, basically. Like gladiator sandals. And uh, he's like, that's, I'm into that. (laughs) So he's fucking the prostitute. And then some other dude in, in the tavern, the, apparently, in the tavern is like, hey, she's mine. And then kicks him in the face or something like that. Yeah. 
So they have a fight, and of course, Grigner wins. But then somehow gets arrested. He gets arrested, and for 98% of the book, you don't understand why he's been arrested at all. <laughs> <laughs> like, the whole point is like, wait, why I did they arrest him I think you mean 100% with? of the book. Oh, no, they, they explain it at the end. It, it, well, oh, it's in things the part are explained. At, no, 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 not in the last three paragraphs. It's in there. You just have to, like, kind of assume from other stuff. It's like they were there for her, and he happened to be there uh, making love well to her at the time. <laughs> Also, the soldiers in this book, the bad guys, call everyone sluts all the time. Yeah, like he didn't know what a slut was. <laughs> everyone just gets called a slut. Also, like the prince guy calls him a slut at one point. I think. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is a really weird thing to call someone. It's like this. Look at this big barbarian. This this brute. This slut. <laughs> Well, I mean, he did just bang a, a prostitute, so his his, that doesn't make his him a morals slut. are the strongest, perhaps. But <laughs> she's the don't slut shame him. <laughs> but that word meant the same thing back then, didn't it? Well, I mean, like that, that the, word's old. Like the Shakespeare word, uses the words that word. In this, the words in this don't mean anything because <laughs> he cuts this guy in half, and then he says, "With a nauseating thud, the severed opal." toppled to the floor as the segregated torso of Grigner's bovine antagonist swayed. That's, again, like it's that's another thing where he looked up technically, separated. Technically, I guess, maybe, but I don't know. I've never used it, used that, heard it used that way. It's because it's, it's wrong, because he looked up <laughs> separated, and he got segregated as a synonym. They made him sit in separate parts of the tavern. <laughs> um, yeah, so then he, this somehow... He gets in trouble for this, though. Well, he cut a guy in half. I guess he got in trouble for that. Oh, I also like, by the way, that lady with the um, the slender female with the... She's slender, but she has large jahoobies with saggy nipples. Yeah. She also <laughs> has, quote, a lithe, opaque nose. <laughs> well, I would hope. If really, I could see through her nose, I'd be really concerned. Really getting, I'm really getting to see the character. She's really <laughs> developed. <laughs> Doesn't lithe mean, like... It's like thin and yeah. graceful and flexible or something, right? <laughs> a graceful, like a non-see-through line. nose. <laughs> I'm not sure what a So he is. gets arrested and somehow gets brought before the king? King, Except prince. It's sometimes king? the king, sometimes it's a prince. And the king is Feudal just like... Lord. Forget uh, for ba- the king is basically like fuck you and Grigner well, he, somehow the king is tries sitting, to escape. The king is sitting in a chair... With a naked wench on both arms of the chair, of course. <laughs> and he's upset. He's upset that the Grigner has been brought to him. And he says, explain the purpose of this intrusion upon my chateau. Even though they're in the middle of a city. <laughs> and it's the Middle Ages at best. It's not yeah. a... They're not in France. Yeah, medieval <laughs> France. Where perhaps in your historical fantasy epic, uh, Charlemagne he, could refer to a chateau. <laughs> and here in this, in this next paragraph... Tice accidentally stumbles upon a very, very popular fantasy technique when the the, uh, the guard calls the king your serenity, but spelled S-I-R, like Sir Serenity. Whereas, like, I guess he he probably just spelled that wrong, but he could also oh, do that yeah. fantasy thing where they change one letter and pretend that's a different thing. Like half of George R. R. Martin shit. Maybe he just thought that was a clever pun. You know, I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, no, he just fucked up. <laughs> he tried really hard to be clever, so I wouldn't put it past him to him. He tries. So he, the king is like, oh, you ignorant slut. And then, <laughs> Jane, and then like, somehow slut. he like tries to, uh, yeah, exactly. He tries to attack um, or the Mick, prince. You, ign- you ignorant slut. <laughs> Uh, so he tries to attack him, but he, one of the guards, he they like still manage to like. Well, there's like eleven guards. Yeah, so he's and he not like kills like this. seven of them. I don't know. I don't even remember what happens. But anyway, he ends up in a hole. Well, in, he, in the, dungeon. the prince, he's like kill him, and then some other scheming guy, the, the, the advisor like, guy, better? the the if worm he, tongue. Yeah, the, I'm just surprised he didn't use the word vizier or something like that to describe this guy. <laughs> he's, Wouldn't it be better, your highness, if he? If you threw him into a Viking mosh pit, it's <laughs> <laughs> basically what he says. Like, put him in the bog of eternal stench or whatever the hole is. 
the Sarlacc pit <laughs> equipped. Bongo Eternal Stench is a very bad place. This is this is a full decade and change before the Sarlacc pit was introduced. So might be and and fifteen before the block of Eternal Stench. So this is Viking Mosh Pit IPA from KCBC. It is a double dry hopped IPA with Citra Mosaic and Eldorado that has seven point two percent alcohol. Yeah, that's that's delicious. That's a nice IPA. Seven point two. Uh, it's kind of crazy for at the very least for the sake of my liver's health. That I think of that as a medium beer now. <laughs> uh, but it's great. So he tends to put him in like the torture dungeon. And the king's like, you know, Prince King, Grand Poobah, Nomark, whatever his title is. He's like, good. That's even better. Bring me a whore, you <laughs> slut. <laughs> <laughs> also, there are like maybe 12 or 10 chapters in this book. But two of them are three and a half and seven and a half. And there's no reason why they should be. (laughs) Yep. I saw that. I was like, that that's confusing. Maybe there's a reason. But no, it could be a new chapter or the same chapter. It made no difference whatsoever. Then he gets... That's one of those things in the book where you thought for a second, maybe this is satire making fun of fantasy things because it's like a naked gun thing yeah and I was there, like, is, naked but gun there is one and a half. line that is so ridiculous it sounded like satire but no which we'll it's get just to. incompetence oh, yeah. is there but, some sort of internet rule like you can't confuse incompetence and satire at a certain is point it po- it's pose law when you can no longer tell between satire and the real thing but is that what this is because like this is just a no this is just this is thing. just like the ultimate you can tell the ultimate thing this is the, of, the apotheosis of fantasy literature yeah, but you use the word correctly, and you can't do that. Oh, that's right. The apathetic. <laughs> this is of this is the this is the apothecary. This is the apothecary of <laughs> literature. Oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> it's then then he wakes up in the dungeon, and just and and it, he has no idea how long he's been there, but it's been about an hour and a half. Yeah. <laughs> also, he's he's in chapter three and a half now, so we don't know where we are either. <laughs> But first, there's that weird point of view oh, chapter with the, actually, yeah. the naked that, woman and the that's, acolytes. That's chapter three and a half. You suddenly change, but this has never happened before, so you're not really sure if he's there or if he's not. Turns out he's not, but you don't figure that out until like four or five chapters later. Um, but it's involving a bunch of wizard guys who are doing some sort of some sort of a sacrifice thing, and you know some of them might be a warlock. Oh, mm. got that! It's from uh, Southern Tier pumpkin. This is, pumpkin beer. This is yeah. This is the Southern Tier Imperial Pumpkin Stout. It's just limited, but it's probably just limited to like this time of year. Though we have had it before, I'm pretty yeah, sure, probably. But I saw it and it did the job. Eight point six percent. It's a lot of pumpkin spices in there. Yeah, I remember it just being pure nutmeg. Yeah, I think that's what that is because you don't have it in anything except like desserts and beer. Hot chocolate, sprinkle it on hot cocoa, and always put too much. And I'm like I'll just dump this cup out. <laughs> it's uh, it's it's good actually. It's actually quite good. Just like being good is being a patron of ours. And if you are an individual whose generosity exceeds the reach of their financial inhabitations, you could become a patron <laughs> at. Patreon.com slash Drunk Guys Book Club, where you can support the podcast uh, and get early access to episodes, exclusive content, vote in a monthly book poll, get shouted out, get stuff mailed to you, and and so much other stuff I can't remember. So if you want to support the podcast, please uh, consider it. Go to Patreon.com slash Drunk Guys Book Club, or just leaving us a review wherever you're listening. And if not that, then go tell your friends to listen to the show. And if you don't like it, Go fucking read. I have Argon and suck a bag of dicks. Like, a, yeah, you, know, you didn't do. make it this far if you didn't like it. And you know who didn't make it very far is Grigner in his hole of a cell in the dungeon because it's only about three feet wide. There's enough room for a giant man-eating rat to appear. It's probably Which like he, a Pomeranian-sized rat. It's a capybara. <laughs> <laughs> Which out. he. Kills with his bare hands 
and then <laughs> extracts some bone and he then sharpens it. Makes a knife out of its a weapon. pelvis. <laughs> it's a rat dick knife. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's an entirely really long bit of rat anatomy there. Um, well, this, when he calls it his gray beady organs of sight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like with a loud crack. The rodents, just plural, not possessive, head parted <laughs> from its squirming torso, sending out a sprinkling shower of crimson gore and trailing a slimy string of disjointed vertebra, snapped trachea, esophagus, and jugular disjointed hyoid bone, hyoid bone, rose purple stretched hide, and blood-seared muscles. <laughs> like, wow, that's, you, it sounds really, like the ingredients in like an internet recipe. Recipe from like Imperial Rome. They're just eating like door mice stuff oh, the, 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 ferment, the fermented uh, rat meat they leave on the stoop. Mmm. <laughs> it's like, I get it. You rip the rat's head off. You don't need to tell me about every individual organ system that was <laughs> affected well, by this. Later on, he cuts off a guy's hand and he says, his entrails fell out of his wrist. It's like, no, they didn't. That's not what those are. <laughs> no, those, those, those was his, uh, his hand intestines came out. <laughs> it's the worst kind. <laughs> you know, you got to fit all 30 feet in there somewhere. <laughs> so after he gets the uh, sharpened bone, <clears throat> one of the, some of the guards come by and like throw a rope down and is like, we have a use for you. And then he spends a good like, Two pages descri- ornately or describing the ornate get like armor and weapons and oh, like yeah. clothing that they wear. Yeah. And then two paragraphs later, they're both just dead. He just killed them. And well, it's kind of like he makes an unforgivable error here for a fantasy writer. Like this book is riddled with uh, using the wrong word. But he says this line We must bind your wrists to parry any attempts at escape. And for a fantasy nerd who's never Fucking seen a real thesaurus. boob, he, for him to not know what a parry is is honestly unforgivable. Until I forgive you him know. later for the greatest line in literature. Well, but. D&D <laughs> hadn't quite been invented yet. So. Oh, oh, fuck, really? You know. This was pre-D&D? Oh, yeah. 1970? Yeah, I think it's pre-D&D. Oh, if only by a little bit. This was the source for many a dungeon master. Oh, I'm sure. Imagine. Oh wait, you know there's like a there are like D and D websites where people have pre made um oh scenarios and stuff. There's a character I wonder generator. if anyone's ever used this as a story. I can't imagine they haven't at this point. There's there's a really funny one called like like your next fucking D and E character, and it's always like a ridiculous one. Like you are a half elf cleric who is battling his nut allergy and must go on a quest to please his god so that he can have a Snickers bar. Or some shit like that. <laughs> it's just as believable as any of the other stupid fetch uh, fetch quests you get sent on. Yeah. Like, have oh, you, you must played, go... Have you guys ever played Dungeons & Dragons? Uh, not really, honestly. I have a little bit. I have as well. And you know what? It's pretty fun. If you get the right group together, and they're not too like uptight about like maintaining being a bunch of fucking nerds playing Dungeons & Dragons. <laughs> <laughs> You can have a pretty good time. <laughs> well, you're forgetting that he had cast a Wings of Infinity three moons ago, so you actually have to roast 1974. Dungeons Ooh. & Dragons fantasy role-playing game created by... Gary Gygax. Gary Ernest like Gary Gygax. Yeah. And David Arnson. Gary, I can't believe his real last name is Gygax. That's like a Dungeons & Dragons And his name, name is Gary Gygax, yeah. which is, you know, too much alliteration <laughs> and wise for any <laughs> any rational name. <laughs> <laughs> There's a surplus fluidity He must have had plus, his parents must have had plus one to wise, plus one to vowels <laughs> when they made his name. <laughs> have an umbilical cord of plus, plus vowel. Uh, I've played D and D like literally once, and uh, I just have memories of people who you know I was not very cool at all, but other people who even I thought weren't very cool growing <laughs> up saying, "Yeah, yeah, we're gonna go play." Uh, my dungeon master just got a new thing. It's like, like is like the same way like people are like yeah I got a guy that can get you know 
tires or whatever. I got a guy who could... <laughs> tires. You went with <laughs> tires for that metaphor. Well, I wanted to find something that was less nerdy, and nerds don't like cars. <laughs> Except the one that their mom drives them in. You know, like, I'm just, I was also picturing, like, you know, the stereotypical Italian-American gangster guys. Like, oh, no, no, I got a guy. I got a guy. Get this for you. Um, Prosciutto guy. I got all the... You know, you have to have a very... You don't trust someone else's brochure guy. Like you have your yeah, own you know, you, you need to... He gets the good sausage, you know what I mean? <laughs> but like, oh, my dungeon master. Like, what? Like the same people who talk about their, like their personal thing? trainer or some shit. Like, it's almost like a quasi-religious figure in their life. My dungeon master, he just got a really cool new set we're going to check out. I don't know if you're interested. It's going to be... Uh, it's going to be totally fucking lame. And... Uh, <laughs> My mom's going to make bagel bites. <laughs> yo, yo, don't threaten me with a good time, bro. <laughs> Pizza in the morning and in the evening. Well, if you said at separate times time? as well, then I'm sold. <laughs> so then he you know what? It's a guards. brilliant marketing strategy to sell more bagel bites. <laughs> Just like, wait, we'll tell people, we'll tell kids to eat these for breakfast. We'll sell twice as many. According to schools, it's a fruit. <laughs> Tomatoes are that is a fruit, true, actually. Yeah. <laughs> Tomato sauce on pizza counts as a fruit. I thought it was um, the ketchup and French fries were two servings. Is that what it was in the eighties? Oh, you know what? I think that was true too. <laughs> it was that's what like the famous exact. Those potatoes and tomatoes, for fruit and vegetables. Two out of the five, right there. <laughs> <laughs> then the pickles on the cheeseburger were almost were home free. I could hear the cocaine being snorted when they came up with that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking potato. <laughs> well, I can, I can it's picture a vegetable. The stupid person who says that. It's two servings right there. And he's like, well, actually, tomatoes are fruit. So it's one of fruit and vegetables, sir. So, well, there you go. Now we've covered all our bases. <laughs> so he murders the guards and then he falls into the. Oh, there's a, a booby trap he finds. He go, no, he goes exploring. <laughs> he goes exploring to try and get out of this dungeon he's in. And he uh, smashes open a door with an axe. He's into stealth. Yeah. And uh, that comes in. That comes. I have questions about that later on. When he sets off the booby trap catapult spike and jumps down into the hole where it was. And then resets the catapult spike so they won't know where he's been. Aside from the fact that he ripped a door off of his hinges right in front of that. But, you know. There's no way to know. Also, he uses the word, he misuses to, the word. And by word, I mean not a word. Protuberance at least 11 times in this book. <laughs> well, that's because he had a protuberance. Anytime six hours it's thought, a protuberance. Whenever he thought of a, a booby trap. But he has to describe it more obnoxiously. So it's it was a, an actual booby a trap. A rest snare. <laughs> <laughs> Memorial mauling. <laughs> hey, uh, you're looking up synonyms for boobs. No, man. I know lots of those. <laughs> <laughs> a, a titty trap. Titty trap would, work, but it's already used. It's already used tra- trap. Nipular s- surprise. Got <laughs> like a, a word that's not real. Sounds like a Ben and Jerry's flavor. <laughs> 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 that's when it's really, really chilly. He, Put on those jahoobies. So he's snuck inside this. Uh, he he, do, he jumps down inside uh, this hole, which is the mausoleum, and then it has this line: "No moral slash mortal barrier, human or otherwise, was capable of arousing the numbing sensation of fear inside of Rigner's smoldering soul." To which I wrote, "What? <laughs> <laughs> I know that doesn't make sense." I also was like, "What?" Because <laughs> after that, they mentioned his glittering nostrils. He's done a lot of blow. Why are they glittering? He's, he's doing blow in like Studio Fifty Four. <laughs> Dungeon. This whole you know this what? whole book reminded also, me of the fucking Studio Fifty Four. Not invented yet when this came out. This kid is a trendsetter. <laughs> it's like oh, glitter in your nose. Great idea. We'll keep that one in mind. Uh, so he he jumps down into the mausoleum where the acolytes are raping the woman? They're getting ready to sacrifice her, but her boobies are out because she's not allowed to wear clothes. And they're sacrificing her to Argon, the noble gas. (laughs) Or whatever. Yeah. (laughs) I I found found a review of this which wrote, uh, Teese against averse expectations by casting the third most abundant gas in her atmosphere as his villain. (laughs) 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 
It's like, yeah, that's that's true. <laughs> so then he so he jumps down and he like just kills all the the acolytes except for one, but that comes in who later. Who has a seizure because he sees a guy who's so strong and so ginger that he loses his mind and has a seizure. And, and here's he thinks a he's dead. Over the top uh sentence I highlighted. The entire chamber was encompassed in the heat of raw savage butchery as Grigner luxuriated in the grips of a primitive, beastly bloodlust. I, I, know, I remember that passage, too. And I was like, luxuriate? It doesn't feel like the right word. But almost. It's like a, it's like a spa day for him. <laughs> well, it's just like, if he didn't speak like a British gentleman, he's like, my lady, I beseech you to bring them titties over here. <laughs> <laughs> if he didn't talk like that in this highly affected also there's a funny part where it says his violence or his bloodlust was affected but it was with an A so it's like oh so it was fake um, but if he's a true he's still doing better than most people on that one I, I just avoid using those words uh, in, in speech in our writing <laughs> it's like impact had an, a, had an impact that's <laughs> not a different word but the uh Luxuriate, like, okay, if he's a violent savage, then he kind of would luxuriate in the bloodlust. But then, like, no, it doesn't matter at all. So, why am I trying to save him on this one thing when there's other things like, well, we already mentioned the tediously honed pelvis bone of the broken rodent. <laughs> or uh, when he kills all these guys and he finds the naked lady tied up there and he describes her as alluring. Well, she was hot. And she's like, ready to be murdered. For uh, the gas demon. Well, right when he, right before he found her, I like this line. His hair prickled yawkishly. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, what is that? What was that supposed to he mean? Disorganized clumps <laughs> along his scalp. Like he's got like he's alopecia. Got alopecia. Like it's just fall, like, <laughs> He's got mange. Just whole clumps of hair <laughs> falling out. <laughs> he's like a hyena man. <laughs> It just looks unkempt. No, you know what it is? Because they frequently mentioned several times that he's naked except for a loincloth and a big axe and a helmet that keeps getting dinged. He's he's not a hyena, man. He's a big bear, and that's why he's on, he's named Grinder. He's just, <laughs> just looking for love, and I'm just going to so his beard. So he rescues, he rescues the maiden. Who says, I wench. can make it well worth your while. <laughs> Don't let them kill <laughs> like me. Just, I'll be your whore. He's like, listen, slut. He says, I thought I had seen you last at the tavern, but verily I was mistaken. And so he saves her. Yeah. He saves he, her. He, he saves her. And then they actually talk. And then she gets a name. Her name is Carthena, daughter of Minkardos, which I'm pretty sure is a pretty, pretty cool island in the Mediterranean. <laughs> yeah, this great Duke beaches. of Barwigo. <laughs> I was paid as homage to Agafim upon his 38th year. Agafim Husked is the... Husked the femme. <laughs> Exclamation point. <laughs> she husked it. the line. She husked it a lot. She said it And hostily. I am called a barbarian, grunted Grickner in a disgusted tone. Oh, yeah. Exclamation point again. There are two exclamation points in the same <laughs> sentence. And then, and then she says the greatest line ever in, written in, in English language. Yeah. But what is your calling? She queried bustily. <laughs> Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that? if you were to make a satire of a nerdy boy's <laughs> fantasy novel, you that's how you would put it. But that, no, that he line did seriously. Alone, that line alone gave this book four stars for me. <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about this. That line was like, oh, gold. Gold. There's gold in them, there are hills, and those hills are boobies. <laughs> well, uh, shortly around this point, right after she says, Help me, help me, I can make it worth your while, he's. Gr- I suck your dick, man. <laughs> <Got> these cheeseburgers. <laughs> Grigner is the. Uh, Grigner is the accordion, which is a very high tech accordion. <laughs> Yeah, accordion. It's a no. It's, it's an. Accord- it's electronic. It's an. It's an accordion. Yeah. It's, it's made with recycled materials. <laughs> but where the first letter is lowercase, and then it's accordion after that. Yeah. <laughs> so 
you know, he doesn't use quotation marks properly often, so I'm not sure where these ones are meant to go. So I'm going to ignore them because it makes the sentence funnier. You ejaculated the accordion in a pleased tone. (laughs) 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 But even with the quotation marks, it's not much better. It sounds like a hell of a polka. There's a lot of a, a lot of ejaculating in the book. None of it from a penis. It's just he just heard sort of the word shout, and I, and I'm sure at one point in the fucking high school showers, we were like, "Hey, Herb," and they punched him. He's like, "Just like we saw you jerking off in the corner." He's like, "No, I heard you ejaculating too because you yelled. That's the same. It also means that you know." And they're like, "Okay," and they beat the shit out of him, and they paddled him, and then uh, he wrote the story. <laughs> That's that's the origin story of this, I think. Yeah. That and he heard about boobs in a book. <laughs> and the nipples, they sag, right? Yeah. They're like Stretch Armstrong. They're long, like those uh, long balloons you make out of, uh, you make into balloon animals she, before you blow she them She pressed her laffy taffy <laughs> nipples against him. <laughs> he tied them in a bow, like you do, right? Question mark? He, uh, so Grigner and Carthena are trying to escape when suddenly the priest who had a seizure is given seizure strength <laughs> and he chases them and tries to attack him with an axe. But then something happens and the guy's hand gets cut off and they don't really explain why. And this is where the entrails fall out of his wrist and a pool of blood. Was it B-L-O-D? That's how they were spelling it? Oh, it's two L's. Two L's. Two L's instead Maybe of Maybe it's O's. Spanish. It's Biad. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he, he attacks them, and Grigner almost doesn't defend himself in time, but then the guy's hand falls off, and you expect, like, oh, Carthena had a sword. Um, no, yeah. He t- but she didn't. It, his hand just fell off, <laughs> and they never explain what happened. <laughs> It just, he took a swing and he says Grigner couldn't block in time. And then the guy's hand fell off and he was saved. <laughs> it's like, what happened? You get like a, take a paper a, cut uh, or something? What happened? I believe it's called a Deus Ex Machina. <laughs> but there's not even a Machina. His hand's falling off. Yeah, it's just got loose wrists. As they do. <laughs> Sometimes you could have a seizure so bad that your hands fall off. I've heard that. Like, like 40 seconds later. <laughs> Yeah, it's really bad. Like, don't lift anything heavy after you have a seizure. Otherwise, your hand could fall off. That's a, uh, a grand... The seizure gives you loose joints. A grand monos seizure. <laughs> a grand mal type of seizure? Yeah. Um, so then they, they're fighting their way out, and then they push some rocks, and then uh, a door opens because a lot of chambers are secret. And then they come across the uh, the prince. But wait, we we didn't say that she explained. He's like that prince. Verily, I had thought he had scumbag douche. And then she's like, <laughs> he's like, I thought the people would rise up against him and his taxes. She, yeah, she's like, no, because he pays his men very well, and that's that's. And you're like, all right, fine. That makes about as much sense as politics do in fantasy novels. That's fine. <laughs> and then they get out there in the end. There's like the bro- the beginning of a rebellion. It's like, uh, against it's, like Ye- it's like um, it's like Yennefer in The Witcher. She's doing tax free magic yeah. in that tower. <laughs> 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 so then they find the the prince guy, the prince and the advisor wandering through the the maze, talking shit, and then they both get deaded. <laughs> And then she stabs him in the face with a torch, and she mushes his face hole in that Grigner beat apart with his manliness. And though we uh, forgot to say, oh, the Eye of Argon. We actually never talked about what that was. Yeah. The red, the red emerald. I think technically that exists. That does exist technically, but it's still stupid. Oh yeah, well, it's sitting inside of a jade statue. Yeah, uh, and also it's you know a gas. So, <laughs> well, that's the and name of the, the god. 1930s sense of a good time. So there's a statue at the weird, super secret, ancient mausoleum cult crypt thing that he finds. That even there, he's like, the prince would totally kill these dudes if he knew they were doing this. But, you know, they've been... They're worshipping the free market and low taxes. <laughs> <laughs> so he was also ahead of... He was also ahead of the curve of libertarianism. <laughs> The right to sacrifice anyone we choose. <laughs> it's 
she chose to get captured. Um, but there's the statue there of their <laughs> god. As they recite the prayers and incantations from a time before man, it felt... The Atlas shrugged. It felt... You're <laughs> <laughs> really old. <laughs> and he split his head open, and it was like a fountainhead of gore. <laughs> and there's a train. <laughs> but it felt... Very much like a H.P. Lovecraft scene. In fact, the whole book felt like H.P. Lovecraft. Except except also like H.P. Lovecraft, there are no black people in this. But at least he didn't have the H.P. Lovecraft unnecessary racist passages where he yeah, explained well, maybe the why demons there are no black people. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure H.P. Lovecraft... Well, H.P. Like Lovecraft was in the... 20s? He yeah, died in the 40s. Yeah, so he didn't, he didn't beat H.P. Lovecraft, I guess. But this is like any, you know, cult scene. But he clearly, I mean, that's touch an H, such an H.P. Lovecraft thing. Like, he totally read a lot of that shit. Did sure. H.P. Lovecraft invent that? I, I don't know if anyone else did that first. The whole, like, ancient gods that are worshipped by the guru guys and they're sacrificing people. And the writing style has more words than are necessary. Mm. You know, like, H.P. Lovecraft yeah, sounds just so. a little bit better than this. It's like, ah... And he hath seen in his visage pure horror of an agonizing terror, so horrible that its terribleness could only horrify the agony. Like, That's exactly what this shit reads like. Like, are you also having a seizure? Um, So then he stole the giant jeweled eye from the eye of Argon. That's that's the uh, the a priceless gleaming stone capable of domineering the wealth of a conquering empires. Which, I don't know what that means. Let's see if we can figure it out. It means exactly what you think it means. Whatever you want it to mean. (laughs) Is it like a magic stone that makes you control people? Or is it just more valuable than the wealth of empires? Why only conquering empires? How how does he use the word domineering? Domineering. That's the word I searched because it's the only time this appears in it because it's not a word that goes here. I think I've only ever heard it used in context of, like, mother-in-laws. <laughs> That's pretty... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking up synonyms for domineer, and one is dominate, but they're not one-for-one substitutions. Yeah, no, they're not the same. And I'm sure that's what happened here. Yeah, 100%. He's like, oh, yeah, that's like dominate, but cooler sounding. It's in, in domineer is to just kind of have your way with people. <laughs> Basically, like, yeah, bully kinda. people around. Like a mother-in-law would in stereotypical situations. <laughs> uh, so they have the Eye of Argon, and then um, suddenly it turns into the blob from the 1950s horror movie. And uh, it has a mouth on it, and it starts to suck his ankle blood. And Carthena passes out because she's just a lady with a tiny brain who can't handle anything. Or something happens to her. I don't remember. It doesn't. It really doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, so then it sucks on his ankle, and uh, <laughs> he, he's like, oh, I'm getting sucked too strong. And, uh, and then the book ends. Yeah. <laughs> well, it ends that the thing is like slowly consuming him, but he's, you know, his... Sucking him dry. <laughs> it, it, he uses the... <laughs> let me find the, the line here, because it's the also torch. just fucking dumb. The smoldering torch and plunged it into the reckoning, reeking maw of the travesty. That's how it ends, yeah. But there's one more paragraph, but it's equally stupid. It's like a, it's like a weird blob, Alex Mack thing, T1000. Yeah, it started it started to sluice up his leg, which I think is what a slut does when it oozes. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you turn the word slut into a verb. Yeah, it's sluicing all over town, and the hairs upon his nape stood up. Um, from the slimy things of the, wait, from the slimy feel of the things bully bulk. <laughs> <laughs> and then it does end in the middle of the fucking thing because they lost the last page in the fanzine that they copied this from, put put on the internet so that everyone could have this forever. And so for years years there was no ending and then but it kind of has an ending 
Well, I mean, they're just saying, like, oh, like, it could be like an open-ended Yeah, because he, he's fighting, and the thing has eaten almost all of him. No, it just sucks the blood out of his leg, and he passes out of blood loss. But he, like, well, defeats it with the last with the of his rapidly by... waning vitality. Uh, yeah, so maybe they kill each other. Maybe uh, something's going to happen. But then someone finally found the last page, and we have it here. We didn't find it. It's just available online. It's not hard to find. And Nate, you haven't you haven't heard the ending, have you? I have not heard the ending. No, okay, I didn't know there was one. Let's, I let's didn't just, bother to look. Let's do this. All right, ready. With a sloshing plop, the thing fell to the ground, evaporating in a thick scarlet cloud until it retained its original size. Reattained. It's spelled wrong. <laughs> I'm not sure which would be right or which would be wrong there. It remained thus for a moment as the puckered maw took the shape of a protruding red eyeball, the pupil of which seemed to unravel before it. The tale of creation, not what? How a shapeless mass slithered from the quagmires of the stigmatic pool of time, only to degenerate into a leprosy of avaricious lust. In that fleeting moment, the grim mystery of life was revealed before Grigner's ensnared gaze. The eyeballs turned, the eyeballs' glare turned to a sudden plea of mercy, a plea for the whole of humanity. Then the blob began to quiver with violent convulsions. The eyeball shattered to a thousand tiny fragments and evaporated in a curling wisp of scarlet mist. The very ground below the thing began to vibrate and swallowed up with a belch. The thing was gone forever. All that remained was a dark red blotch upon the face of the earth. Blotching things up. (laughs) (laughs) Shaking his head, his shaggy mane to clear the jumbled fragments of his mind. Grigner tossed the limp female over his shoulder, mounting one of disgruntled mares, that's a horse, not her, and leading the other, the weary, scarred barbarian, trooted slowly off into the horizon to become a tiny pinpoint in a filtered field of swirling blue mist, leaving the nobles, soldiers, and peasants to replace the missing monarch. Long leave the king. Four acclamation points. Masterpiece. Did that fill it out for you? You know, now I finally have closure. Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like in the middle of the battle there. It's like if you left off in the middle of Helm's Deep, you're like, well, that's the end. Figure it out. Yeah, it was a weird place to end, yeah. I didn't didn't realize at the end that that was the incomplete ending at first. I was like, oh, it ends on the cliffhanger. it's so bad. It could have just ended there. I I figured it was because it's an end of available copy, which implied to me um, that there was more. I like the the um tra- the note that accompanies this. No mere transcription can give the true flavor of the original <laughs> printing of the Eye of Argon. You know, because it was uh, independent is 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 overstating it. Publication it was badly typed. It was badly typed, and then mimeographed, which is a word only Nate really knows. Um, <laughs> 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 like the old school photocopier essentially with that like, mm-hmm. purpley kind of ink that it produced mm. and uh i remember there, it well he was there when they invented it i remember having a professor in college that had been teaching sort of like a music theory class and he'd been teaching the same thing for like ever and you know it's this you know music theory two class we're like all right now we're gonna write some species counterpoint bullshit and he must have one day been like fuck this i'm not gonna change this and he handed it, he's like, here's the worksheet I want you to work on. And it was mimeographed. And he just had, I went in his office and he had huge piles of paper all over that he had just, I'm like, fuck it, I'm doing it now and I'm done. I'm never doing this one again. <laughs> so I did see some mimeographed paper in my, in my day, even though at the time. Jesus. So, uh, so what'd you guys think of the book? How would I do this year? Much I was, better. you know, they was like, wow, this is painful. Until the she queried bustily, and I was like, I mean, <laughs> that's, fucking genius, that's gold. That's the best. That's the best adverb I've ever seen in my life. I didn't, and I'm trying to imagine what that <clears throat> meant. <laughs> <laughs> she asked, having big titties. That's what it means. That's what else. I feel like they must have been involved in the question. Maybe they jiggled a little. You know, <laughs> I'm I'm sure they did. A little bounce to them. The nipples certainly did. Well, they more they they hung like flypaper in a Louisiana swamp. <laughs> <laughs> she tucked them into her belt, covered in the debris. 
of the dead flies that it had covered in <laughs> debris, like a fucking um, <laughs> musaletta sandwich or mufalada <laughs> <laughs> all over the fly paper. <laughs> There's so much mufalada on this paper; it's swinging in the wind. <laughs> I'm really enjoying your half water boy, half foghorn leghorn. Uh, New Orleans man accent. Well, when, we do our, when we do our full reading of this, every character is going to have a, an accent that doesn't fit. <laughs> we should that that should be the, a Patreon exclusive episode. At least part of it. It's too long to do the whole thing. <laughs> we could we could release that would take a long time. All seven and a half chapters. <laughs> there are at least nine. Because <laughs> seven and a half is when the priest's hand gets cut off by magic. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, to answer your question, Nate. I didn't think it was that bad compared to what it what I was expecting. I would not say this is the worst thing ever written. It's terrible. I mean, it's so bad it's funny as opposed to just being bad. But even if no one told me, hey, read this, it's so terrible. I feel like it just reads like dated, shitty sci-fi or fantasy. Which Bullshit. most of it is dated and shitty. And fantasy never ages. Yeah, I agree. It's... It's kind of not the worst. It's not good. Not good at all. But it's really kind of not the worst. If you got a real writer to fix the words that are wrong and like the grammar and shit, it would be almost indistinguishable from like average fantasy. Yeah, the plot is super standard shit. Except it would have to be at least nine or 10,000 times as long. It'd have to be... Can you imagine a thousand pages of this? That's the book we need to find for Nate next year, Jimmy. That's a lot of boobies. <laughs> and sandaled feet. Kicking... I like... Oh, I, I forgot this line. There's, there is... You know, she's not t- a totally helpless femme. He just call her a femme. <laughs> the girl gra- gasped a tortured groan from her clamped lungs, her sea blue <laughs> eyes bulging forth from damp sockets. Cocking her right foot backwards, she leashed it desperately outward with the strength of a demon possessed, lodging her sandaled foot squarely between the shaman's testicles. Mm, yeah. Between? A little slapstick in there. Yeah, right in the, like, the, the dick meat. Missed both balls. <laughs> but, 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 like, did he just have such saggy old man balls that they were able to part? Like, she Moses kicked him in the yeah, balls? Yeah, like the perpetual clacking machine on someone's desk. A Newton's cradle. Yeah. <laughs> she kicks so his Newton's, balls out. Newton's taint. She makes his balls do a split. <laughs> <laughs> so clearly this is a work of feminism. Yes. Definitely. He was ahead of the Feminist icon, Jim Tice. Or Carthena. <laughs> Carthena? Sure. She was, I think hero. she was the f- she was the basis upon which Xena Warrior Princess was uh, created. There's a chance. I can see it. <laughs> It's not a good chance. But like there the forest dump of fantasy. <laughs> he just unintentionally inspired everything else. Like this kid's not great, but I like what he's doing here. Only we could make it better. Rub with this idea. Jim Tice crawled so we could run. Yeah. He did he crawled backwards and eating lead paint the whole time. Protuberatingly. Just eating asbestos dumpily. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this wasn't the day he might have had some asbestos issues. So it's lead poisoning. It's not that bad. It's really not. It's short. It's boring, actually. Uh, and yeah, and the, the the shitty writing is funny. But honestly, I don't think it's that funny. Like, I maybe it's just because I'm more mature. Um, to try to read this out loud, there aren't that many moments where I would not be able to keep it together and read it versus yeah. some other dumb shit we've read. But maybe that's just my own sense of humor. Like, I think trying to read Dianetics out loud would be funnier because you have to hear that nonsense come out of your own mouth. Yeah, and that was 500 times as long. And it felt all like. those chapters about like douching and stuff like that. As I'm still 12 <laughs> years old, I would laugh every fucking time. <laughs> so jammed douche. up. <laughs> <laughs> and when the mother has to take a shit and it messes up the baby. <laughs> my father was abusive, so my grandson can't shit. <laughs> So I'd say, in terms of picking a book that was awful to read, Nate, you did a better job with Dianetics, but I'm so glad that you didn't do a better <laughs> job picking a book that was horrible and, and this was this was achievable. 
abominable. Because fuck, man, that was so bad. I I let you guys down. What can I say? Oh no, maybe you let us off. Like when I did cows the first year, I felt like I didn't need to hurt you again. Maybe just in the goodness of your heart, you decided you didn't want to hurt us again with Dianetics. When I saw that it was seventy pages, I was like, "Oh, thank God!" Yeah, there you go. Because you had to read that shit too. Exactly. But he was a bastard, Jimmy. Don't forget, he didn't fucking read Dianetics. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> you son of a I bitch. skimmed uh, some of it. I read the read first it. half or so and then sk- started skimming. I was like, all right, I get it. It's a lot about douching. <laughs> <laughs> There's zero douching in this, but there is some sleuzing. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple of words that I was like, I'm not, I don't even know what word he's trying to say there. I liked when he said, the sped of a striking thought. <laughs> they slew the guard placed over me and abducted, this is a Carthenotong, and abducted me to the chamber in which you chanced to come upon the Skostic sacrifice. Yeah, that <laughs> I was... looked that up. That's one of the words that I would like <laughs> highlight, look up, and it was like, no words found. So that I Googled like it, and the word. people have been asking, what is that word? It's not a fucking someone did word. Their, someone did their PhD on it. Oh my god! Also, all the fake names he has are there's too many consonants next to each other that don't match. Like the god he's talking to, Mrifk, <laughs> and the advisor is like Agunvd. See, he had plus one to consonants while he was writing this book. <laughs> it was a scintillant red emerald. I mean, again, he probably looked up word for sparkle. And a bloated, the bloated idol. Yeah, there's no, like, there's no meaning to that. Like, you, can't figure that out from context. What did that mean? How about this? Uh, no, I guess maybe this kind of fits. A blubbering mass of squirming, incensant flesh. Because the guy is dying, so he doesn't feel anything. Still, I'll give him the benefit of doubt on that one. Though the guy's name is Aga, Agafend. A-G-A-F-N-D. Well, why not? In his bisected face, because they cut it in half. It's like, all right. <laughs> that sort of SAT sort of word. what that means. <laughs> he probably he might have done okay on his SATs. No, he well yeah he was he was a huge virgin. <laughs> <laughs> How about this? His face flushed to a rose red shade of crimson. That's three different colors. <laughs> also, uh, I was like, after she kicks him between the balls, they refer to him as the ruptured shaman. <laughs> she ruptured his ruptured his ball. Both balls got ruptured. Or yeah, she, the shockwave ruptured. Kick, the shockwave of kicking him right in the vast deferens causes his balls to explode. <laughs> his his life essence dripped protuberatingly from his penis shaft. It's like when you, it's like the, it's like that rope exercise. You know when you, when you like do that rope exercise, at, or you, you know you see people do videos of it because I've never done it because I don't exercise. When they do that thing <laughs> with the rope where they whip it, it's like that with his uh, with his vast deference and the shock wave causes a dick explosion. Oh, he's got like cock torsion. Yeah, like a dick tornado. Um, so who should read it? I mean, no one should read it, but I mean, it's it's a piece of cultural history, I guess, right? It's a classic. It's a classic. I mean, this is this is well known as this, it's, and it's it doesn't take much time. <laughs> but you don't. No one needs to read it. It doesn't do you any good. No, it's it's a good. It's worth. It's you know you could chuckle for a few minutes, but it's it's still. I mean, it, it is so bad. It's funny, but I wouldn't recommend you rush out and get read it either, though. No. This is like the literature equivalent of uh, Manos, the Hands of Fate. Oh, yeah. That's, that's very accurate. Where no one or, knew what they were doing. Or Plan 9 from Outer Space. Yeah, basically. Plan 9 is more competent than Manos, <laughs> the Hands of Fate. Manos, the Hands of Fate was made on a dare. Like a bet <laughs> by a guy who never made a movie. And he was like, I bet I can make a movie. And someone's like, no, you can't. Hold my beer. And he made it. And holy shit, it's... Even the Mystery Science Theater 3000 episode is hard to watch. <laughs> it's so boring and stupid. With them making fun of it and cutting it for time, it's still terrible. Watching the full-on regular version, oh, it's, it's a brutal hour and 40 minutes. I'm Argon. I watch the place while the master's away. He is with us always. <laughs> <laughs>
So, thanks, Nate. Merry Christmas. You tried to kill us, but we laugh bustily at your attempt. (laughs) (laughs) We read it bustily, too. Oh, yes. I think. Stroking my sagging nipples. Really? (laughs) (laughs) All right, if you've read this, why don't you tell us what you thought? Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Or follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at Drunk Guys Book Club. And if you've listened this long and you want to support the podcast, why not head over to patreon.com slash Drunk Guys Book Club or leave us a review. Just round up to uh, five stars, one for every time they mention uh, Jehubis in this book. Or just tell, tell someone to go check out the podcast. Help spread the good word. And you can also join us on Goodreads, slut. And <laughs> check out the Hopped Up Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. Thank you.